Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast and we are in our 22nd Teamless Tuesday. I'm your host Stuart Lord and tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our expert physio. How are you going Mitch? Hey mate, how are you? Doing well for a Tuesday and we also have Nick Lord who is, I know, you're not the tender, you're not the nugget, you're more like a, what, a chicken strip at the moment mate, you're second this week. Mate. I'm, I'm below you, so I think I'm a nugget again. Oh, mate. <laughs> what does that make me? Oh, mate. Uh, what, whatever the ratty bits that they put into, like, Devon. I'm like the offal. <laughs> chicken neck. Uh, uh, chicken feet. There you go. Anyway, look, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh as always, for the people at home, we're at Boomer Bus NRL. You guys probably know this by now. I won't go too deep into that. So, guys, this week, the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Leagues are pretty much all into finals mode, yeah? Yep. Perfect. So, Mitch, mate, in your experience mode head-to-head, am I correct there that, uh, unfortunately, sadly, you did miss the finals cut? Mate, I decided to play a bit of 4D chess knowing that I was completely outmatched this year and I've gone into the Consolation League where I'm looking to be like an absolute favourite. I towed up my opposition last week and I'm looking at the predictor now and I'm slated to win by over 100 points. So I'm sitting pretty pretty good right now. But if we're to look at um, the current matchups this week, we have uh, Haas Sextons with my pen and CD versus Team Kakafugu. Uh, and then in the other side of the draw, uh, Jacko Lamb, who had been leading the almost entire season, lost his first game, and he's up against Nathan Ramjet. And uh, the predictor currently is four points difference. So that's a close game. That'll be really good. Oh, that will be good. Excellent. So who do you, who do you think is going to win that one, mate? Um, I, I reckon Jacko Lamb's out of trades, so I'm going to go Nathan Ramjet. I, a couple of weeks ago, while the overall league was still up, Nathan Ramjet's team value was pretty insane. It was well well into the 13 million. So I think he has a pretty good team. Uh, and then for the first one, well, I can tell you that Team Kakafugo is predicted to be like 1,020. So he's going to be tough to beat. That's filth. His team is pretty broken. He has uh, currently he sort of has Harry Grant, Angus Crichton, Payne Haas, Tohu Harris, then Papa Lee and Fafida in the second row, Cherry Evans and Reynolds at half, then Burton and Aiken in center. Then he has Hines, Tedesco, and Latrell on the backs, which is pretty good. And then his coverage at interchange is Dewey, Robson, Murray, and Brown. Whoa, oh, my Brown. God. Imagine having Brown at, on That's your... filth. Murray. He, Murray's on his interchange, yeah. Oh. Murray. That's yeah. filth. Yuck. That's doing very well. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, that's that sounds pretty good there. So, how about you, Nick? What, what's happening in your league? Mate, um... Uh, Chirp Brothers copped a loss uh, to his wife, it turns out. So that's a classic. Um, that's an absolute stitch up. But it looks like he should uh, take the win this week against Ezekiel um, to try and get back on, to, to keep progressing through the finals. Um, there's a tight one between trusting Gus and Yamanis. I, I don't know who's going to win that. Simon uh, from Mount Wellington Mantis, he's absolutely going to smash... Hawking's army, and uh, there's a bit of a toilet bowl here, guys, between Roosters for life and two Tangaroa. Um, that's just a toilet bowl. Who knows what's going to happen there? Oh, fair enough. All right, and for my league, it's uh, it's the first week of the finals this week. So we've actually got the Consolation League in the main league. 
So, uh, yeah, ch- chin up uh, Maka if you're there for your shark attack. You're, uh, you made that one at least. Uh, but for our one this week, there's actually a bit of grossness happening there. So we got uh, myself up against Kiwi Cookie, who's been leading our league all year. But I think Kiwi Cookie might be out of trades or money. So I think I've got the wood over him unless he pulls like a big three or four trades and has a 400 gram war chest or something like that. Come on, do Kiwi it. Cookie. Come on, mate. <laughs> do it, Kiwi. Blow your load, mate. Uh, Just do it. I've been coming home with a wet sail. Like about six weeks ago, I was sitting 14th and then I've moved all the way up to fourth in this league. So I'm doing it's all like right. like a 2009 mate. Parramatta Eels. That's that, who you are. That's it. Now, look. look we do got, you know what happened to them? <laughs> yeah, they got cheated by the storm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll make sure the cap audits every team before we get to finals this year, though. Um, we also got Threat Level Midnight, who we might need to audit there. He's got a predicted of 1,004. Uh, and versus uh, Come On Ref, I think Threat Level Midnight has the better matchup there looking at these two teams. Uh, we on, then ref. have uh, Raystone's Juggernaut versus Birdo Throws Bombs. I... Look, I was actually having a look at this one. I think Birdo actually has a better team. He's got a bit of a um, uh, loop action happening there, but you never know what will happen. And the last one, uh, Mad Monday every Monday versus Rogue Box. Unfortunately, mate, Rogue, I think you're just in here. You're in a lot of trouble, mate. I'm having a look at these two teams. I think you're going to out of the finals for you. So, look, those those are the leagues. And then uh, Nick... Overall, what are we looking at here, mate? Mate, these um, I love the fantasy amateurs, and I love the fantasy amateurs more. They're just killing it, aren't they? They're top of the league. I think they're probably one and two in every league. And you know, congrats to the guys, the amateurs, because uh, yeah, they're they're slaying it. Heinous Crimes is up there, obviously, as well. Um, taking out number three, guys. I'm eighty-one, so that means I'll be looking at like a four hundred buck sort of donation so far. So I've got to. Got to bring it home to climb these ranks so it doesn't cost me too much. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I'm mate, glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't vie for that. There, I think I'm in the 300 drinks. Oh mate, Mitch, you'd be up for like 10 grand. But oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I must say the donation to the end of year drinks club will be appreciated, mate. No, nah, mate, something charitable. We we'll get the tax deduction. Ah, oh, fair enough. My charity drinks fun. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, and look, congratulations to Big Cats and uh, Hugger Clan as well. And look, just for us personally, how are we doing for fantasy? Mitch, bit of a move up this week, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading back in the right direction. I'm at 8,152. So my goal of finishing in the top 10,000 is looking pretty good. I just got to keep on plugging away and... Um, trying to keep some of my ego intact by the end of the season. This is well and truly my worst fantasy year of all time. Yeah, oh, look, I, I get a feeling a lot of people set fire to a lot of trades and I think a couple more injuries, you'll see people stop playing 17, which will be a real issue. Um, like I've been seeing a lot of questions around people, do I play 16 this week with the issues to Jerome Hughes and the like, so it's been pretty gross. Mm. That's right, I have him. Uh, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I've... I've climbed uh, about 80 ranks, I think, so I'm in 1279. And Stu, you bastard, you've just snuck past me this week after you, um, you know, uh, Captain Dewey for some reason, and that's just paid off for uh, where are you at, mate? Uh, look, I'm up 600 or so to 1211. 
So that's huge. Yeah, it's it's not too bad at this end of the pointy end of the league. So, uh, and look, I've I left eighty five points on the table this week. So between captaincy and uh, looping, so yeah, what can you do? Uh, awesome. All right. Well, look, we are going to go through. We've got a lot of injuries this week, Mitch, uh, especially yep. a couple of important ones. Joey Tarpanay, I know a lot of people got on him in the last couple of weeks from his ownership stats. What happened? So at this stage, all we know is he has a rib injury. My suspicion is it's probably rib cartilage, which is what we've seen the last few weeks with a number of different players, including Adam Reynolds and uh, RFM, I think, had it as well. So we're expecting a one to two, one to three week layoff. I would say for Joey, probably one. He's a pretty hardcore type of character, but we will see over the remainder of the season, a reduction in line engagements. That's going to be a drop in tackle breaks, line breaks, and possible tries. Uh, and I would suggest that um, Papali'i will probably take up the majority of the minutes. We did see for a period there that uh, Joey Tarpany was sort of taking the lead as the forward and Papali'i's minutes had dropped down. My suspicion is Joey Tarpany uh, will not be quite the right or quite the same dude for the rest of the season. There's only sort of four games left. I can't see him bouncing back 100% by the end of the season, but you will probably will see an up, up tip, uptick in his performance the next couple of weeks. So certainly, or sorry, the last couple of weeks, the next two to three weeks, I'd be staying well away from him. Uh, that's, uh, that's no good. I also think uh, from that one, uh, you might see a few more minutes for uh, Adam Elliott and uh, Ryan Sutton as well. Yep, exactly right. I just think Joey will come back to earth with what we saw sort of before that origin period where he really sort of took the ascendancy as the leading Raiders prop. Jakey Clifford, so forearm fracture, that'll do him for the rest of the season, but I'd expect him to be back to normal come next year. The same for Mitch Barnett, who has a thumb fracture. That's also going to require surgery, so we'll see him next year in different colours. Oh, oh, it's a fracture. Oh, it's a thumb injury. I I think it was a fracture, yeah, or some type of ligamentous sprain. Either way, it's requiring surgery, so... Oh, wow. Okay. he's, He's gone. Uh, Ryan Madison. So this is probably worth a bit of talking about. He's got a grade two or category two HIA. Now, typically there isn't as much concern over these. Sometimes they can come back within the week. But for Ryan, I feel like we're going to get a Luke Geary type situation where he may be scratched out minutes before the start of the game. Uh, so keep an eye on that. So those who hold Ryan Madison, just for what we've seen with previous concussions on other players of similar categories, he could be one to two weeks. Uh, it's super unpredictable and I wouldn't bet anything on it. But if you own him and you have trades, I'd probably sell him. Fair enough. Uh, Jerome Hughes, this is probably the most interesting one, guys. So sublux shoulder. So anyone like me who owns Jerome Hughes, this is a really scary one. So... A sublux shoulder basically means the shoulder comes in and out and sort of relocates without anyone having to go there and physically do it. It does involve stretching of all the ligaments in that area. And as a result, it is more vulnerable to dislocations. What that basically means is Jerome could play this week if they wanted him to. But it really depends on, I think, where the Storm see their season at. So, you know, you get a really good idea of where the Storm feel like they're going to be this year because... Best case scenario, I think it should be one to two weeks. That's the best case scenario. But subluxing shoulders can sometimes take between three and four weeks to be right. 
And it's one of those things that if the Storm really want to make a push for the finals, you would expect one to two weeks. If they don't, then I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see them till the finals. Ooh. Okay, that's that's big on a lot of fronts. So we'll keep that in mind it, when we talk about the Storm and the Eels for Ryan Madison. Okay. It can have huge implications on Jerome's career. Uh, we saw that with Gareth Widdop. They mismanaged the absolute you-know-what out of that, and now his shoulder comes in and out when you know he lifts his arm overhead. So it's really important they get this right for Jerome. I hope they don't play him and they give him the necessary time. I honestly think he should have two weeks off, but we'll see. Uh, Aaron Booth. Now, I actually watched or was shown this sort of the day after the game. Probably one of the nastiest things I've seen since the Robbie Gray hyperextension uh, at the Adelaide Oval. He's had a multi-ligament knee injury. So ACL, LCL, uh, MCL, and possibly the PCL, from what I understand, have all been busted. I would imagine there is significant cartilage damage uh, watching the video of that. And I actually believed it was very briefly dislocated. Uh, That is the femur and the tibia. His will be out for the season. That's a very, very serious injury. So I hope Aaron's able to come back from that. But I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't see him for most of next season as well. Uh, It's not a good one. Ronald Volkman. So for anyone who picked up Ronald, not great. He's had ongoing instability in his shoulder. He's going to have a larger So that'll be the season for him. He should be back next year. And similar to Nathan Cleary and Cameron Murray, we'll be back to pretty much what we saw in the 2022 season. Final one is Jazz Tavega. So that's a shoulder injury. He's going to re- require surgery on that. And once again, we'd expect him to be pretty good by the time it rolls around to the 2023 season. Yeah, I get a feeling with those two there that they're, they're kind of like uh, preventative measures to try and tool them up for next year. I think the Warriors have put the cue in the rack. I don't understand why. <laughs> After that performance, I thought they put the cue in the rack the week before. Anyway, we'll get to them in a minute. Uh, look, Naughty Corner this week, uh, the elephant in the room, Ricky Stewart. Guys, what are we thinking? Nick? Um, yeah, he's just an idiot, isn't he? Like, just wrong place, wrong time. Um, I mean, he, he admitted it, that he thought that he dealt with those feelings, but he clearly hadn't. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. He, he's apologised and he's copped the week and a 20 grand, five grand fine, 25 grand fine um, for his troubles. So, yeah, well, I mean, what do you do, Mitch? Mate, I, I, I don't love the match suspension it's kind of like putting in the penalty after the crime right i think $25,000 is a lot of money and ricky certainly has got a history of it but an entire week of not being able to be with the team i think it's a little bit hard and the nrl as they're known to do is going with whichever the way the the wind is blowing and at the moment the social justice warriors are right on top and from all reports he is a he's a gutted dog so you know Shouldn't say it on TV. Ooh. Shouldn't say it on TV. But if you if you're in the know and you know what's happened, and I'm not going to say it on the podcast, it's um, it's yeah. one of those things that I, I know, he shouldn't have said it on TV. But a, a game ban is is pretty big. I, I think know, it's I think it's harsh. Having a 12 year old live rent free in your head for 20 years, mate. Like, oh, yeah, it's classic. <laughs> it's like I saw that, and it's absolutely true, right? Like, if you haven't, if you had 12 years to manage that. And you haven't, and it's a twelve-year-old, right? And kids can be absolutely. It must false. have been bad. I, I don't know what happened. I, just for I parody, can imagine so. that it wasn't great at all, right? Kids can yeah. be absolutely terrible human beings, and then you grow up to be better people. Yeah. And the answer is, is that I think that he is just 
He's, yeah, yeah, can't, he's, you can't hold a 12-year-old accountable, can you, though? I mean, the, the elephant in the room, though, is is how does he not get any weeks for doing what he did to Tom uh, Starling? Uh, he, he got a fine, so he got... So uh, why didn't he get a game? Because I reckon kicking someone in the nads deserves a game. Uh, look, I don't, think, I don't think you could see him. I think Tom Starling was trapping the leg between his legs. Oh, no, no, no. The know. one to the jaw. Yeah, I didn't you like. don't kick out, though. You don't, yeah, kick, you don't out. kick out. Yeah. He knew, mate. Come on, like, he knew. It was a... It was a dog act. Maybe he's not a gutter dog, but it was a dog act. I'll put it this way. He will be one of the most scrutinized players in the game for anything he does now. So I reckon we won't see any more of that if he's smart. And if he's not, if he is an absolute flog, as Ricky suggested, then we'll find out pretty quickly. Because like some other players, uh, Curtis Scott uh, and some most of the other players that have uh, been through the Canberra Raiders that Ricky Stewart has no problem with, uh, you find out pretty quickly whether they're eye gouges, drunk drivers, uh, fiancé snoggers, uh, what, nightclub bashes. Look, I, I think there's something you said, Stu, that it's a bit rich for Ricky to give stick to other players or other teams when he's got a team full of players well, with a bit of a bad rep. Well, but and, that and said, if, I, I just think the punishment was a bit bit harsh on Ricky given that Jamin Salmon... Or Salmon didn't get a game. He should have got a game ban. That, 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 I think both of them get a game. I could probably live with yeah. that. I, I think the difference is that Ricky's judiciary history is pretty solid compared to poor uh, Jamin Salmon, who's the first time he's been there. I think that's the big difference there. Um, but you know, I do get your point. Uh, look- but Ricky's a notorious sook in uh, press conferences, though. Like He's always like bitching and moaning about something other than you know, accepting blame. So... Um, it doesn't surprise me in that sense. No, he does. That, that he was in his feelings about the whole situation, you know. He does deflect a lot away from the team. I mean, like yeah. we've been expecting them to be good, and outside of twenty nineteen, mm. right? They're not going to make the finals this year, most likely. Now, they're oh, that that probably mm. does. They could. That, 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 well, they, they could. Were facing George this week. They're facing mathematically the can easily do it. both halves and kick out. Right, they're three best players. I would say. Like in that team, or at least the three best attacking players, and they still got toweled up. Yep, wasn't good. It's a concern. Uh, look, just quickly through the rest, Brandon Smith got a fine. It's his second fine for the year. Watch out. Taniela uh, Otukolo got a fine. Joey Tarpane uh, got a fine for a Crusher. So when he comes back, he's on the edge. He will just get straight up suspended. James Fisher Harris. Two matches for a grade three careless high tackle on uh, Ryan Sutton. So he's out for a couple of weeks. That's got some implications. Nick Kotrick, grade two careless high tackle, gets a match. Jamin Salmon, as we talked about, early guilt free, pays the $1,000. Um, probably not to the Ricky Stewart Foundation. And <laughs> Tarek Sims, guys, about this one, grade three careless high tackle. He's done with the Red V. Mm. Four weeks. Yeah, I don't hate four weeks. I think that's about right. Yeah, it's fair. Mm. He's, he's, he was lucky. I it, it could have. I would have been upset if he got sent off, but I've seen I've seen people get more for less. So, yeah. Oh, that's he's got a reputation. Magic round last year, they would have hit him with an airstrike. Ah, oh, he'd be deregistered, right? <laughs> <laughs> Exported. <laughs> Thanks, Peter Blandis. Glad I didn't go to that magic round. <laughs> All right. No, we imagine, imagine that sitting in the stands. It's like, oh, yep, yeah, game's over. <laughs> That's, oh, yeah. As opposed to Going this year when they let off the fireworks and it was so smoky, the poor 
who got the kick off? I think the Knights couldn't see the ball off the kick off. Yeah. Was so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that. This laughing hard. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, Nick, bit of news this week. A uh, bit of mixer action. Mate, the uh, Bundy Mixer, if you haven't heard, uh, it's an initiative for a fantasy platform between the NRL, the end of the regular season, and the NRLW season. So you get to pick three NRL and three NRLW players um, with a chance at winning 500 bucks each week for fir- whoever gets first. So there's no salary cap or anything. You just pick six, six players, one in each position for your hooker, mid, edge, half, center, and wing fullback. Um, I've so far I've got Damian Cook, Ken Murray, uh, Kezi Apps, um, Hines, Sergis, and Tonegato. So I know Tonegato, she's an absolute gun fullback. I think she was playing for um, Para last year and she's come up to the Dragons. So I think the Dragons actually probably have a good chance to go pretty good this year. Um, I think the Roosters who won last year have had a bit of turnover. So, um, I don't think they'll go back to back, but. Definitely get amongst it. I mean, if you do, I, I, I sent a message to someone that it's pretty much like doing your tips each week because there's no salary cap. You just, you know, sort of finger paint if you don't know what you're doing and you have a chance at some cash and think it's a big uh, bit of fun. Um, and also we'll have a prize, a big, large bag of lollies from Summer Exotics sponsored by Stu. So check out our socials, our codes there and uh, get out amongst it. So, yeah, <laughs> are you, you going to join Stu? Uh, I'm actually signing up as we speak, though I am laughing at the 4.76% of people who have chosen Jazz Tavanga as their middle. So a <laughs> bit of interesting action happening there. Well, That's it, that's it. With all our listeners, I'm sure that'll change after my injury run down. <laughs> 4.75. You can't get past Cam Murray, can you? Okay, anyway, I'm doing Mate, it here. I'm he's, to... a, he's a different man after that surgery, honestly. Far out. Yeah, weapon. Yep. Uh, and there's booster action. There's all sorts of extra extra action here. So Cam Murray gets the booster and uh, Tonegato gets the booster for me. There we go. We'll see. Tonegato too, mate, yeah. Okay, excellent. Okay, so look, I've, I've locked that one in. Uh all right, let's move on here. I think I've chosen pretty much the same team as you, Dick. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, uh, look, guys, one thing we all got wrong this week. Look, I did a really good week, but I reckon I could have turned to one of those monster weeks where I sort of win the round like I did last year. Because, uh, look, I did what I said I would, and I captain Dewey. And also I played Marnie and didn't loop in drink water. And so between those two choices, I left about 85 points on the table. Wow. So that's Just for the listeners out there, um, Jew was up against uh, Anthony, who was on the podcast earlier this year. And um, uh, because of the way Stu captain Dwayne and he was behind, um, it meant we all had to sort of watch this toilet bowl of a Tigers versus a <laughs> Knights game at the end I of the so round. frustrated which, listening to that on the radio. Was, such a punish, like the worst game possibly of the year. It would have been up there no, with the Titans, the Titans Tigers. No, this Titans Tigers was a business. This was oh, Knights Bulldogs at Magic Round was pretty bad. <laughs> no, that was okay, bad, boys. Top, You've forgotten that. Top top five, let's top say, five for sure. of uh, for worst games of the season, and we were all like messaging, pinging back and forth because 
you know, if Dewey uh, did something well, obviously he got doubled as captain. But if he, you know, made an error or something, that... for the first half, which had me worried, he needed forty-two oh, match for me to win. I was pretty excited. Yeah, and- unfortunately, um, yeah, it didn't pull off for Anthony. But it was uh, th- this is the beauty of head-to-head and fantasy, guys. Is is some of the bants you get with your mates? It's just top notch, and you're not watching some of the worst games uh, known to NRL. So. There we go. Um, mate, I got nothing wrong uh, too erroneous this week, so I couldn't really think of anything I got wrong. Mitch, uh, did you... Uh, who did you lose to in head-to-head, Nick, by the way? Oh, I lost to mum, but like... <laughs> she... Okay, to I think you got fair, something wrong, mate. You got friggin' toweled up. Mate, I'm... 17 players wrong. <laughs> mate, I... I'm not had all that. year I did to not... not lose that game. You're first in the league... Right, you're second in points he, he overall. He's dropped two games. He's only dropped two games and he got beaten by his mum. Yeah, oh, mate. Oh, honestly, full props to her. She's um, mate, she's the Brisbane okay, Broncos of our league, mate. She just holds all these traits to the end and just is simmering along and bam. That team's mate, scary right now. She she took off on our uh, Guth, Gutherson tips and because she's a para fan, she also had Sevo and bloody... Gutho was just feeding Sevo on that left edge for the first half, and I was uh, I was just points galore. It was really frustrating to watch, but um, you know, full credit to her. She she deserved the win, and um, I'll speak to my team this week, and uh, we'll, we'll try and turn around. I think. <laughs> uh, awesome. I see changes are got uh, coming a sweeping, but mate, when you're short on trades, you sort of got you got you just got to uh, give the boys a pep talk. That's it. And uh, Mitch, how did you go? Mate, I, I won. I beat uh, the sister-in-law, Claudia. Um, just happy to get the W and move on one more week because it'd be a bit embarrassing to be on any type of fantasy podcast and get rolled in the family league in the first week of the finals. So, yeah. you know, play, playing it a little bit differently this year instead of being first or second at the end of the season, I didn't even make the top four. So it's a week-to-week proposition and I'm going to have to run the table to win the league. So we'll see how we go. That's it. Well, look, we do have Nick. Uh, Mitch versus Nick this week. So one of you is going out. Uh, Nick possibly in straight sets if that's the case. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't think so. I don't think I can get it's him. Although, although the, uh, I think the predictor's Mitch, got me up at the moment. That's it. Mate, Mitch, you you got to put in this week, mate. I know you're trying to save the trades for me, but if you don't get to me, right, you got you got to get to the king to kill him. So I don't think I can. Do it. <laughs> spend the trade. Spend the money, mate. Anyway, that would be... I've been baited like that before. No, I'm just telling you, so if you don't get to play me, right, you'll be like you were the year before where you prepped for me and then you didn't get to me. Yeah. That's what yeah. happened last year. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about that when we get to the question segment. That's true. Anyway, look, let's get to the week 21 games. Speaking of uh, the guys who will be wondering how to play this week, we've got the Panthers versus the Storm, both teams down on troops. Panthers... Uh, Matt Eisenhuth is starting at prop because uh, James Fisher-Harris is suspended. Uh, only other changes is Viliami Kikau is sitting at 22 as he looks to come back from that hip stiffness that saw him out last week. And uh, Nick, what's happening with the Storm? Uh, the Storm's spine is a bit different, guys. We've got Cooper Johns and Munster in the halves. Nick Mee returns at fullback from concussion. Justin Olin's back uh, from COVID, um, which means young Tom Apeya. Who scored a try, which also good. gave me the shit, which also gave me the shits because I had David Nofluma anytime try scorer, <laughs> and that just like 
honestly, they they kept scoring down that left edge, but not getting it to friggin' Nofluma. It was honestly killing me. Um, I was so. Sorry, you don't gamble, anyway. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it was an anytime, wasn't it? Double. Anyway, um, and Tom Eisenhuth starts in second row with uh, Felice Cafusi out for personal reasons. Uh, Chris Lewis is on the bench as well. Um, so still a strong side. I'll kick us off, guys. Kenny Munster, 93 points at the fullback position. He was bloody awesome. He bagged a hat-trick. Um, he got our boom player of the way. It was just sensational um, for his second boom of the year from us. Um, he's played three games with Cooper Johns. So I've tried to have a look at what does life look like for Cameron Munster in the house with Cooper Johns. Um, so he's played three times with Cooper Johns. which So one of them was last week uh, for three tries um, versus the Titans. And then previously he scored 59 against the Panthers in round 10 earlier this year. And at uh, the end of last year versus the Titans, he put up an 83. So really small sample size. Really, there's not much to work from. Um, when he plays just without Jerome Hughes, those guys, uh, he's only played five games without Jerome Hughes. He averages around 60. So I'm sort of just penciling him for around 60 or something like that. I think he's in great form, obviously. He's doing everything for the Storm. Um, it, it, and despite uh, the really tough run home, um, I mean, I just see him around that 60-point mark. Small sample size, as I said, but... Um, any objection to Munster guys being around 60? Do you think it might be a bit lower, Stu? No, look, I reckon it might be a bit higher because I'm remembering that 59 he got versus the Panthers in round 10 last year, and that was when the Storm got massacred by the Panthers at Magic Round. Like, we were there, I think, all for that game, and we were mm-hmm. expecting yep. a bit of a yep. closer Early game. season, yep, it was that game, yeah. Munster was looking a bit lost in that game uh, as they just lost, basically, and just got... The uh, Storm looked rattled, didn't they? They... They just got pressured. I think the Panthers game of just continuous pressure just hmm. pulled them apart. Eventually, they ran out of gas. Um, Munster looks more in charge at the moment. I think as long as it's close early, I think that he will continue to play. I reckon that at least 60. I reckon, I reckon sort of 55, like that 59 would be his floor for this game unless he gets hmm. injured. He, all the work yep. will go through him. Like Nick Meany, as much as we like him, the, the only thing he'll lose is goal kicking. So, yeah, I, hmm. I reckon he'll do very well here. And he's he's one of those guys you want in your team. Well, another gun this week, uh, Isaiah Yo, uh, 741K. He cracked out a 66. He played the full 80, as we predicted last week. Um, so he averages 67.2 when he plays the full 80. So uh, when he plays the full 80 without Nathan Cleary in the side. So I think he's a great buy if you can't afford... Cam Murray, or if you're looking to uh, upgrade into a mid, um, there's plenty of other guys you take for him, like um, Murray and Isaiah Papali'i, but I think Yo is probably next cab off the rank, do you think, Mitch? I I will more than likely trade for him. I think he's he's a great likeness to, to Cam Murray, and as we said last week, all the play has to go through, and we saw it in the first three games of the year how good Isaiah Yo was as a fantasy scorer. Uh, in that period, and we saw it again here. So this is just proof that it has to be that way for the Penrith Panthers to succeed. He's kind of like a, a ball-playing half. Yep. And as the game oh, goes Ball-playing ball forward, sorry, rather. And he's getting these scores with basically no attacking stats. If he gets a try assist, line break assist, or a try on his hands, we're talking mid-70s, 80-odd here. So That's yes, it. He's very, very tasty. And he's had no HIA issues this year. So, yeah, definitely on him. Yep, 
I've bought him. Nice. Okay, who'd you sell for him? It's a secret. Barnett, gotcha. Uh, next one, Harry Grant. Uh, 67 points, 729K. Uh, look, guys, this is a great week to get on Grant. As he's playing 80 with the Storm injuries, he's seeing more of the ball. Uh, he saw more of the ball last week with Cooper Johns. He's playing even link-up roles, right? First receiver, second receiver mm. sometimes. He's very involved, very that's, involved. That's it. So he, even he looks good too, like passing the eye test, something fierce, right? That's it. And he's got one of those high attacking upsides. Like he's one of the few hookers who's got that really high um, uh, like ability to find the line, getting the kick, something like that. So, and if the ball gets out near the edge and they're passing back infield, he'll, he can run it. He's kicking the ball early too, which is really good sign. So Harry Grant, get on 729K. Uh, first, play him as your first or second hooker. Now, second one is, we got a few questions this week and it's been talked around the traps. So a lot of people probably have Targo or May, possibly both. Um, so Isaac Targo um, had a couple of good weeks. A few people got it from a little while back. Uh, May only got a 34 last week. Targo got a 28. So if we're going to get off these guys, you got, so Targo's at 567, May's at 500 flat. Who are we thinking about, guys, as possible options to trade out to? Um, Nick, any ideas? Mate, um, my mind just quickly goes to TC for Talakite 500k. Obviously, it's like fraught with risk. Um, you can see you got a I was listening last week, yep. Yeah, I asked the amateurs what they thought this week, and they're not keen. Um, shout out to them, but... I just thought as a DPP at 500k, you can go pretty. You can go pretty boom, um, as we know. It hasn't gone boom for a long time though. Well, that's that's it. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, you got Katoni Stags at 506k. Um, I don't know, Stu. Do you have any ideas off the top of your head? Look, it's it's one of those ones where look, if you don't have a straight upgrade target, I just like selling these DPP guys. You can just sit on your bench can pump out a good score and you can loop in if you absolutely must get rid of them or you're really looking for a guy uh jesse raymond the sharks have their next four games are ridiculously easy so they have uh this week they've got the tigers who are soft out wide seagulls bulldogs knights right mm. so i reckon jesse raymond as possibly a bit of a safer version even though he's got a big mistake in him and apparently doesn't wear the towel in the lift after getting out of the pool in his apartment complex. Uh, I, I worry about Raymond and uh, judiciary. To be honest, he's uh, known he's known to be a bit of a you know loose cannon. So that's true. Look, Tony Staggs has not proved himself for a long time. Uh, the Guth- own- Gutherson's probably the standout, I'd say, in that l- low to mid five hundred range. Um, I guess it's what you Josh need. Curran will get to later. Yeah, uh, it, like, uh, like there, if, there are if options. If you only need a wing fullback. Gutherson is 100% the guy you should be getting this week. Yeah. He, he's he's definitely the upgrade option. If you need a centre, is my thought. Because a lot of Nat Butcher's there, 574k too, Stu. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, I take Nat Butcher. If you can upgrade either of those guys to Nat Butcher and still have centre cover, go yeah. do it this second. Like, just stop what you're doing right now. Pause the podcast. A- any objection, Mitch, or all sweet? No. Uh, no. I, I, I can't even... I've got uh, the... St- I, I can't even work out who else, who else you get. Like 
to be honest with you, it was a shocking week for centers last week. Uh, oh, the only <laughs> other guy, if you want to trade down, if you were doing the double, Isaac Thompson playing center. I am. He, he actually is center wing fullback, so his DPP got a 49 last week. Uh, he's playing... In a good side. That's it. Can act as a bit of cover. So if this is 18th man territory, so you drop down to him and then you and then you pick another guy and you raise him up and you go and get Murray Cook, someone like that. Yeah, I think that's a better option if you don't if you don't like the idea of Gutherson or Butcher. Yeah, for sure. I've got I've got the storm by four guys because there's no James Fisher Harris. Um, he's a big out. Mitch, what do you have, mate? I've got to go Panthers just because they're slightly less busted than the Storm. Mm. Panthers by four. Yeah, look, I've got the Panthers by eight, but again, that's uh, if Kickout's playing, sort of, it'll be more likely. I feel more confident about this game. All right, so look, Thursday night game definitely worth watching. I uh, wish everyone was fit and firing for this game because it would be the best game of the year potentially, but it's not. It is what it is. That's footy. Uh, next game, uh, Friday, six p.m. Uh, time to do your hair. Eight p.m. New Zealand time because it's the Warriors and the Bulldogs. Uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Warriors? Uh, Dijan Assi comes to 5'8 with Wade Egan shifting to hooker. Uh, Freddie Lussick's moving over to the bench. Taniela Otakulo drops to the reserves. Viliami Valia returns from a broken jaw. Ewan Aitken then shifts back to the back row, which I'm Yay. sure all of us are happy to see. Uh, Bailey Sirenen moves to the reserves Yay. with Josh Curran coming in at lock. And Aaron Penne is out with a leg injury. Excellent. And look, well done to Eli Katoa signed for the Melbourne Storm next two years. Mm. Oh, mate, That's I, a good signing for both parties there. Oh, mate, it's a great signing. He's actually. wasted at the Warriors, Eli Katoa. It's such a shame. So is Torhu Harris. <laughs> yes, so is Josh Curran. Oh, man, you feel bad for this. Anyway, moving on. Hopefully the Warriors become powerhouse someday. Um, what's happening with the Bulldogs, Nick? Uh, TPJ is out and Raymond Fatalamara moves into the lock position um, as he did Last week, uh, Harrison Edwards, who's a rookie, no idea who on earth he is. He comes onto the bench in, what, jersey number 16. There you go. Fair enough. Look, he got 38 points last week, so well done to him. That's it. Uh, no, he did get 38 points. Why does he list his 38 points here? I have no idea what's happening. Anyway, moving on. No, I don't know. Uh Yep, look, I'm just going to quickly say this one and then I'm out because he's the only guy I've got this year, which is uh, I'm pretty sure that TPJ is now on my never-to-be-owned list. Yep, I'll say back on that. Yep. That's it. Uh, look, Harrison Edwards is a prop. Uh, he's 21 years old, 186 centimetres, 96 kilos. This looks like Ooh, he's a, a bit of... Yeah, he is a... Looks a like he's prop. a bit of a gun at uh, in reserve grade. Sweet. Yep. Uh, yeah, good work there. That's pretty much it for me. Uh, so, Nick, what are we thinking, you and Aitken, now that we know that he's back oh. on an edge? Just rejoice. I uh, had two stories here with him in the second row. Just hold. Don't worry. Sit back. Enjoy him as your keeper center. Um, there's no other real keepers in the Bulldogs other than Burton Jackson. In terms of the Warriors, the only fancy relevant keeper is Tohu. So... Um, and we'll say a bit of hype around Josh for the back. Yeah, bit of a hype around Josh Curran moving back to lock as we know he tore it up big time earlier this year. Um, as we know, Jazz Tavanga's out. 
Um, there's a bit more of a runway for him. How are we feeling about that, Stu? Would you dabble with some Josh Curran for that low 500s, I think he is at the moment? I actually would. It's I like Josh Curran. He's been playing exceptionally well this year. He's He got a 53 last week, which is exactly what we like to see uh when playing in that sort of role because he, he did pick up some injury minutes i'm just i'm just quickly looking through it now see if there's anything else concerns me 53 and 48 minutes uh with a grand total of one line break as his attacking stat and a few tackles so uh yeah guys i'm very excited about josh curran i reckon he'll do well and it was against the bunnies where they were getting toweled up so yes he's averaging uh 59 at lock in 71 minutes this year so if he returns to that type of role you can definitely pencil him in for a absolute steal at 547k look look at this team we have freddie lussick who's hooker replacement right we have bunty who's a prop ellie katawa who's really a second rower which will what allow jack murchie to probably come into the middle a little bit and jackson frey who's a nugget so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, guys, I'll, I'll be honest with you here. Josh Curran will play big minutes this week unless something goes wrong with him. Uh, my question is, between him and Nat Butcher, who would you take? So you save 40 grand if you get him. Uh, Butcher for the job security. I'll second that. Mm. But he's he's a good second. But yes, he's picked the player on the good team over the player on the bad team, right? Uh, yeah. Just, I'm just having a look at the Warriors run home next four weeks. Now, he plays well in the tougher games. Bulldogs, Cowboys, Panthers, Titans. So it is a real mixed bag type stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it'll affect his fantasy scores particularly anyway. He's no, a workhorse kind of guy. He's great. So look, Josh Curran is definitely someone who I would put on there, especially if you don't have both Aiken and Tohu. It's a nice pod and he's a DPP. So he ticks a lot of boxes at this time of the year when you're short on trades, to be honest. For sure. It's just a job security question mark, so. Yep. Well, look, Aiken is now back on my side. I'm no longer looping him. Now he's in the second row. I'll probably pay for that. But look, guys, Mate, I've, good job. Yeah, I've got the Bulldogs this week uh, by 16. Ooh. How about you, Mitch? Mate, I, I, I see similar stuff. I thought they looked great against the Cowboys. I got Dogs of War by 14. Yeah, they just ran in a... The Cowboys were just too classy late for them. That's I've, I've, I've said it about five weeks in a row. How does Baz feel right now? The dogs look really good. The dogs look like a top eight. No, no. They look like the top eight side I predicted at the start of the year. Yeah. It's, it's so, somewhere between seventh and tenth, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's where they should be. And they might yeah. make it by the end of the year, I'll be honest with you, depending if the Dragons keep on losing. <laughs> what else have we got there, Nick? What, what have you got here? I just think it'll be a close one. I got the doggies by two. That's true. It is, it is across the ditch. So let's see how we go there. Good luck for all you Warriors fans. Let's hope that you see more than one win at home this year. This is your best chance. Uh, look, let's get to the late game. This one's really good. There's only three games worth watching this week and like what I would call really good ones. And this is one of them. Eels at Combank versus Rabbitohs. This one's worth going to see if you're in Sydney. Huxley's boys? Emma's out. Who's came for a Huxley's? I, uh, Glenda's out, but you can come I'm over I'm out of mate. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Mitch, you can come right. over here, mate. Oh. I'll, I'll order in some food. Anyway, uh, look, we have eels versus... Re- oh, I, I can sell you overpriced drinks. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> look, we have eels versus rabbitos, fifth versus sixth. So with eels, we have... Uh, look, uh, Oyofiki Ogden is set to play his first NRL game of the year 
uh, with Makahisi Makatoa dropping to the reserves. I think I said those all right. Uh, what's happening with the Rabbits, Mitch? Uh, so for the Rabbits, we've got Halme Selly returning from a hamstring injury in the front row with Daniel Saluka Fafida dropping to the reserves. Tom Burgess is due back from suspension but has not been named because Ooh. he's a naughty boy. And centre Campbell Graham is still sidelined by the cheekbone injury. Ooh. So Tom Burgess, so he's not named. He must. They must be resting him or something for finals. Like, they're they're much they're so stiff up the middle when they do play him. So tell you what, this Rabbitohs team looks frisky, boys. This will be a really good game. Yeah, he must. Be, so does the Eels. You would have to play Tom. But you would want to play Tom Burgess for this game, would you not? Hundred percent to match up with their pack for sure. Mm. I wonder if he's carrying something we don't know about. He must be. So, yeah, I saw him in person. Yeah, big man, very big. Ooh. Uh, one of the few people that even the Sharkies fans decide not to heckle. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like they certainly gave him much less stick than Brandon Smith when he got sent off. Uh-huh. <laughs> didn't did someone spit on Brandon Smith? I'm pretty sure that happened. Oh, I'm, I think they might have mm. just said something um, inappropriate to him. So, yeah, that's I'm crazy. Spit anyway. Uh, look, I'll kick us off. Dylan Brown, guys, six sixty nine k. Got his eighty one points last week. Twenty three break even. I was sort of a bit worried in there for a little while that DC would beat him, and then he came. He came good late in the game with that line break try from about 50 hours but he also made 35 tackles and he barely missed any so look he he made the most tackles out of any eels player which is shocking if you own money but <laughs> yeah so he he played really well and it looks like he and gutherson they split the milkshake pretty equally right didn't didn't i say a number of weeks ago that they should let the play go through Dylan Brown because he's a better player than Mitchell Moses you and he did, proved it and you were right and, I, I, should, I, yeah. and just let Mitch Moses do the kicking just let him do the long kicking that's yeah. it nah for 750k sell him to the Dolphins and go bring someone new in yeah and um, and Gutho looked really good when he got to inject himself properly yep Mitchell Moses hogs too much ball he does and he's not very good no that's mate he he does not take the ball to the line like he should but poor man staying oh. here yeah, literally. Yep. But he, he makes a lot of money anyway. Um, so, and I'll... Sorry? No, I was just going to say, uh, Nick, what are we talking about with Cam Murray? Oh, mate, he's just an absolute gun. We called it last week. I think we nailed a lot of things last week, boys. Um, Murray, 94 points in 66 minutes. He was on 66 after the first 32 minutes with three tries. heaps of tackles. And it's all around bullying the Warriors' side. Bring him in if you don't have him. Um, and maybe lay a captaincy on him this week maybe give that a go we'll talk about that later and the other one we called was Gutherson uh, 538k cracked a 69 yield uh, <laughs> those two tries to Cicivo absolute I mentioned before I was just I could not believe what was happening especially like that one down the, the short, short side. side that was filthy yeah, that was disgusting and um, who was the fullback that just said nope um, <laughs> Garrick yeah, Garrett, yeah, Garrick was just like, no, I'm not tackling Seville, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, he's a legit superstar. We're not playing with Moses, like legit superstar. Um, highest score of the year uh, for the Kings. So bring him in as well. If uh, you're looking for someone around that price point, I don't think you can go wrong. Great value. They're genuinely a better team. It's weird. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Mitch Luttrell, what are we thinking? Uh, so Guys. We've, we've seen him week on. And then we saw him last week against the stiffer team. So what are we thinking about Latrell? Um, two things. 
Number one, I still think he's one of the premier fullbacks in the league and has taken it to another level on his return from the United States. I would asterisk that with, I think it's actually what we've seen is an attitude improvement as opposed to a fitness and injury improvement. And that is dictated by his involvement and fatigue. So he really is timing himself well and going really hard, but we're not seeing lots and lots of involvement. So I still think his hamstring is a little bit off. And they have pulled him off and rested him at every single opportunity over the last three weeks. So, look, he is capable of cracking out 100, but he's risky. And I still think the best is ahead of him in 2023, uh, giving his uh, physio, Andrew Farrer, a bit more time to get that, that hamstring right because they've done a great job there. And I think they are still doing a good job with managing him. But just owners beware. Uh, if the Rabbitohs get ahead and he's on 40 fantasy, 40 fantasy points, they don't care about fantasy. They'll just pull him off. So you just and, need to be a little bit lucky with how many engagements he's going to have. And look, and he, here's the tale, right? Some guys inject themselves more when the games are tough. Latrell, so against the Eels, 43. Not a good team, right? Uh, 43. Bad team, the Knights, 61. Bad team, Bulldogs, yep. 98. Good team Storm, 48. Better team Sharks, 36. Terrible team Warriors, 84. Flat track. Do you think some of that has to do with their ability to contain Latrell as opposed to his? I think his engagements are about the same. I just think better teams know how to handle him. Yeah, they, they just get two men on him. And it doesn't matter that there's a man unmarked because they can handle Latrell. That's just my thoughts on it. But I just want to make the, the viewers aware that because he has like almost like a cap on his engagements, um, and, and maybe they've even planned for that, I don't know. Um, as you said, Stu, he's not going to perform against good teams because they're going to contain him more. And the next Whereas- four, Eels, Panthers, oh. Cowboys, Roosters. Three of well, the Cowboys, defensive Cow- Cow- Cowboys and Eels, their defense has been so-so from time to time. Roosters is a problem. Uh, and what was the other team's team? Panthers. Fantasy death. Oh, gosh. Okay. Aver- he averages 36.3 versus the Panthers. When are the Panthers? The round, next round. Next round. So that, that, that's oh, I'm my done. That's it. There. I can't beat you. I, I surrender. Uh, mate, you got to win this week. Spend we your put up the We put up the white flag. <laughs> uh, mate, I've got to get Joey Marnie to come good. Anyway, moving on. Uh, look, I have the Eels winning this one by four at home. Mitch? Nah, oh, geez, they look so much better with Dylan Brown. I actually like this Eels team. They're no longer stinky without Mitchell Moses. I got Eels by 10. They, they don't look stinky with uh, Dylan, Dylan Brown leading them. That's true. And uh, Nick? Yeah, I got the Bunnies by two. Real, real quick hypothetical, boys. If the Eels were to win the next two games convincingly with the current halves pairing, what happens down in Parramatta if, um, you know, Brad Arthur decides to play Jacob over Mitchell Moses? Does he have the stones? No, they, they wouldn't do that. But um, Mitch Moses is being shopped around potentially as an issue. I think yeah. he, they were trying to re-sign him, but they're not sure. They, they've sort of cooled on that just a little bit because he's looking at, he's trying to get to the six uh, seven-figure mark. This is where teams like the Eels miss the mark. They should have not worried about Moses and not lost Isaiah Papali. That's it. Oh, and guess... And Reed Marnie. And shouldn't have lost Reed Marnie and instead bought oh, Josh Hodgson. God. Anyway. Uh, I know Josh Hodgson could prove us all wrong next year, but he won't because he's busted. Back to NRL hell for you, Parramatta. That's it. 
Uh, sorry, fans. Uh, this year could be the year, though, because they did look decent. They, they could run the table if Mitchell Moses doesn't screw it up for him. There you go. Uh, well, uh, look, King Gus, who, uh, not Gutherson, but uh, Phil Gould, he said that the, out of the two teams that can crack out the Panthers uh, from the finals is the Parramatta Eels and the Roosters. And the Roosters. That's yep. it. Yep. He said everyone else is, they'll give them a run. Like unless something terrible happens, like uh, getting sent your halfback getting sent off twelve minutes into the game, uh, yeah, the these are the two teams. Anyway, moving on for this one, we get to the Saturday game. This is the other good game on the weekend: the Roosters versus the Cowboys. Uh, so look, uh, Mitch, what's happening with the Roosters? Uh, so Hooker Sam Verrills has been named, but will need to pass concussion protocols. Uh, which he should. Uh, Egan Butcher returns from suspension on the bench with Ben Thomas shifting to the reserves. Lindsay Collins concussion and so is so Takiyaho remains sidelines. I would not expect Lindsay Collins back this year. Yeah, that, that, that concussion, that was pretty soft. Like it was a yeah. head hit, but like, you know, you look at what happened not to Victor good. Bradley and he just, just bled a bit. So it's, yeah. it's a concern. <laughs> Yeah, it was more to do with where Radley got hit. And uh, from what I understand, he, he burst a little blood vessel in around there. So it wasn't... Uh, it was where he got hit and the force... You, you would think with Radley's injury that it was a, a bigger hit. It wasn't. It was just the way he was hit and the fact that there was a blood vessel under there. Um, he passed it with flying colours from what I understand. Oh, for sure. He, he's a tough man. And he hit with the front of his head, which is obviously the thicker part. Uh, all right. So I think all of his head's pretty thick, mate. But anyway, <laughs> what's happening with the Cowboys, Nick? Mate, Jordan McLean, uh, he got rubbed out of his Origin debut. He's back from that hamstring injury. Comes back through the bench. Jake Granville drops the reserve. Kyle Felt remains sideline with a hammy injury, and Ruben Cotter starts at prop with Jermaine Tanua Brown moving back to the bench. Concerns. Okay, can I start off then with the concern from that one there? So Ruben Cotter is a back. So Mitch, good news if you want to go and get Ruben Cotter this week. Do you reckon this week is the week to do it? Because he's he's playing thirteen, not ten, right? Yeah, yeah. He will be back to ninety five percent minutes and score this week. So as close as you're going to get. If you can afford to wait one more week when his break even balances out, I would. Like I can. Because this won't be a hundred percent week, but he'll get close to normal Ruben Cotter minutes. So. He'll be nearly there. He'll be close enough if you need to get him this week. Nice. All right. Uh, so that's good. And the second part of the question comes through. This then affects with Jordan McLean back. Uh, Ruben Cotter back to starting. We have Jason Tamalolo. 34 points last week in 50-odd minutes. 54 break even. He's still cracking around that 611K, which is what he, he started on 620 this year. So he's just hovered there all year. So I've got concerns with Cotter back. Only 50 minutes in the park. And Talmolo has only cracked 50 once since round 15. Oof. Now, I've got him as a sell if you can. Sell Hard that, sell. Sell to Nat Butcher or sell to... Uh, we just talked about him from the Warriors, Josh Curran. Nat Butcher. Sell to Nat Butcher. Yeah. Nat Butcher is If so you already safe. got Nat Butcher, sell to, Col- uh, sell to uh, Josh Curran. Make some money. Uh Obviously, if you're down to two trades, don't do it. But if you've if you've got more than that, I would seriously consider moving Jason Tamalolo on because he's just he's, he's just not quite. He's in a different role this year, and it's not fantasy relevant. 
Nick, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm trying to uh, work out how to get rid of him as we speak. Excellent. Well, Josh Curry, Nat Butcher. Uh, um, no, I'm thinking uh, Hudson Young potentially, but we'll see. Oh, wow. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's if you got, spicy. If you've got a hundred like grand, you can certainly do it. Mm. And uh, fair enough, because the Raiders will be pushing for at least the next week or two while they still mathematically remain a chance to make the finals. We'll see. Uh, excellent. Okay. So, uh, Nick, Connor Watson, what are we thinking? Mate, um, he's been sneaky good. Okay, so he cracked out a 75, 41, and 52. So with Lindsay Collins under that injury cloud um, and the forward stocks uh, require Watson to play longer minutes, in my opinion. So he played 32. So I'm sort of thinking, well, Watson's ability to play will depend upon his rotation with Radley and Verrills. And he played decent minutes with both. So he played 32 minutes with Radley and 47 minutes with Verrills. And the Roosters looked really good. Um, and fast with all those three guys uh, working together and winning the ruck and the, and the speed and, uh, with their speed and skill. Um, so I, I'm not saying he's a buy. He just intrigued me this week uh, based upon their low stocks and potentially the Roosters finding something last week between um, playing those three guys. Um, they didn't play... I think they played like 20 total minutes, the three of them together, but... Um, I, th- I just think there's something there. So it's just to watch uh, this space potentially. Um, I would definitely go Cotter over Watson, just to be clear. Um, and guys, Victor Radley, just a fun fact. He's not fantasy relevant, but the Roosters scored all of their tries when Radley was on the field in his three stints. So um, they scored three tries in his first stint in the first 17 minutes of the game. And then he, you know, got the cut over his eye. Um, and he then came back in the 33rd minute when they scored their next try. So Nat Butcher scored. And then he then went off again, uh, I believe, for blood being a kick. And then when he came back, they scored their final try with uh, Joey Suwali. So um, he's just a legit winner. He should have played Origin. That's a different argument. It's just oh, a little fun fact. Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a fun fact. Um, play Talakai, though, man. Play Talakai. He's a better player than Victor Adler. Oh, yeah. yeah it's insane. Fire, it, moving it on. Really... Gave me a headache. Uh, Valentine Holmes, though, um, he was an, he, he probably could have got a bust this week, to be honest. So should have mm. potentially busted him. Um, he really came back down to earth after averaging 66 over his last four games. So he kicked four goals in his 29 this week, but absolutely no attacking stats. Um, as you guys know, I wasn't really high on him before the season in terms of him being a center. So this doesn't surprise me, but um, uh, I actually found some pretty cool stats. So... When he scores a try, and he's only had one double this season, so when he scores a try, he usually scores one. He averages 61, right? When he doesn't score a try, he averages 34.2. That's a tw- like a 20... Uh, no more. It's like a 27-point variance, of, uh, depending upon where he scores a try or not. And as we know, a try is worth eight. Line breaks are four... So it's just insane. Is he a flat track bully? Does he just need to cross the line to get his mojo, Stu? What do you think? I He has looked best when he's been cutting. He runs back on the inside. So not he, he's not the guy to run around the outside and put in the corner. He passes for that. He is the guy to cut back through soft edges. So when those teams had those soft edges, like, uh, like he did against the Dragons, right? He moved more into the middle a little bit with some of his slashing runs, and he looked amazing. 
because he's just that's got that step and that speed. So I think it's just he just picks the is the opposition. So uh, they were playing last week the Cowboys. They were playing the Bulldogs. They're actually pretty stiff in the middle. Um, yep. It's it's just they just ran out of steam. I'll be honest with you, and they they made too many mistakes. The Bulldogs they gave the game away. Um, so he just didn't get the same sort of run, Holmes. Yeah, so they've got the Roosters, Warriors, Rabbitohs, and Panthers to finish their season. So I'm not really sure where they sort of where Holmes sort of sits in that in terms of being able to cross the line. If that seems to be have Roosters some sort of stiff enough, Warriors will do well against Rabbitohs. He's got a chance because they're very thin on outside edge stocks at the moment. He's got Panthers round 25, who we could guess are going to rest a whole bunch of their players, right? Before he signed up for the minor premiership after last year's, I don't want to call it a debacle, but certainly their loss to the, uh, loss to uh, the Rabbitohs week one. Yeah, I'd be concerned. So potentially Holmes, but then Holmes could be resting in the final round. I don't know. I just think Holmes is intriguing. If you think he's going to score tries, pick him up. For sure. Um, what have you got, Stu, in other news yeah, for the this, Roosters? This is, yeah, because Roosters are quite interesting for Fantasy Point. Look, really quick one. Nat Butcher, 66 points. Got a double. Got some decent ball from Sammy Walker, which is good. One of them was actually a pretty poor ball, but he still managed to score, right? He just <laughs> literally face-planted over the front of the dude and kind of slid that down to get the ball to yeah. the line. It was a pretty shocking ball. He's just big enough and angry, like not even angry enough, just determined enough to get the line. Uh, so great buy, 574K, still doable. Uh, I reckon he's the best value in comp at current pricing. So at the discount that you're getting and the safety yeah. of that return. Him or Gutherson, yeah, I agree. Yep, him or Gutho. The only question mark I've got on Gutho is, is that there's a possible round 23 or round 24 return for Moses. Okay, so then yeah, but just one of the best Satilli's buys for sure. not going to come back from that ACL. All right. I don't uh, think so. Yeah, nice. Anyway, <laughs> so Joey Manu, uh 40 points. He's got a 62 break even, 830K. So he saw less ball than last week, but that's also due to the fact that the Roosters were doing very well the edge forwards. So Angus Crichton got a try, Nat Butcher got two tries. And then there were a couple of cutout balls uh, to his mate, uh, Joseph Suwali. So he came into the middle, but uh, the the points were on the edges and out wide. So I would say that against the tougher teams, Joey Manu is really turning into a bit of a Cam Munster style role, uh, where he's just he's turning up those really good performances in those games for the Roosters. It's closer, right? And he needs to crash over from dummy half or, or make something happen. So he's a definite hold for me. I'm not sure I can call him a buy without seeing one the next good game. But, look, I'm happy that I've got him in my team. Uh, all good. So that's it for me. So, look, I have the Cowboys by two winning this one. I think the Cowboys have come home late. They look very, very fit. The only team that they haven't troubled seriously this year has been the Panthers. So I've got them by two. How about you guys, Mitch? I got the Roosters by 10. They're building. Excellent. Oh, look, they have looked a lot better. I have like their six and seven combination much more now that Sammy Walker's named at seven. You called it early in the year, Mitch. And it only took them 14 weeks to work it out. 
Yep, that's why I'm on the big bucks, mate. <laughs> the big podcast dollars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Nick, what have you got? Uh, Chooks by four. Uh, I think there's a few close games this week, to be honest. So, yeah, it just leans into it again. It'll definitely be worth watching. I I can't say a game at the cricket ground is worth going to, but look, it should be a good game. Uh, next up, we have the West Tigers versus the Sharks and they knew this was going to be such a bad game they moved it all the way to Tamworth so sorry guys uh, look big news for the Tigers Ken Mamalo's out with suspected PCL Stafford Toa shifts to the wing James Roberts comes in at centre Zane Musgrove is back in the front row and here's the big news Joe Offengawi shifting to lock so owners rejoice Luke Garner also looks like he's going to make a return he's sitting as 18th man which will probably put uh, pressure on Alex Seyfarth to the bench and someone like Thomas Freebane out of the side. What's happening with the Sharks, Nick? A Lockie Miller comes into the wing uh, with Connor Tracy, who's out due to the concussion from Tarek Sims. Matt Moylan is still on the sidelines with that quad injury. Uh, so Braden Trindle again backs up at 5'8". Um, Dale Finuka returns from suspension and Karen McInnes goes back to the bench. Royce Hunt... Uh, may come back from that shoulder injury. He's just lurking there in reserves. Um, I'll just kick us off, guys. Uh, CC Vitalik, I've mentioned like three times already. Just have a look. Have a think. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I'm not that crazy. But if you're crazy, you got a gambling problem, I reckon have a swing. Um, and the other one, Dykes, a whole bunch of people jumped on. I think it's like 3% ownership. He's very interesting. Um, he looked good. Uh, I think he had four errors, which obviously suppressed his fantasy score to 14. So, you know, it was a solid debut overall. Um, just a few errors which you'll um, have to work on. Um, Mitch, have you got anything, mate? Uh, just a quick one, guys. Nico Hines, he continues to go from strength to strength. I really think he has a good hold of this Sharks team. And... To be honest, with Cleary out, he's the fantasy king for 2022. So if you're looking for a safe captaincy option, uh, he looks like a pretty good option this week, right? Oh, he's very safe. Like he, he showed last week with the 89. He's he's very safe. And against a soft, soft, soft Tiger side, yeah, I, I'd expect that. Look, I'll put you this way. I have, uh, I've got the Sharks by 12, but in my brain, I'm thinking, you know, maybe, you know, 112. Yep. <laughs> look, and uh, I'll quickly mention uh, big news here. So, look, I'll, I'll start off with Dewey. Look, he almost cost my head-to-head with 11 points in the first half. Uh, lucky he got, like, uh, 47 in the second half. Uh, he scored 40 of those points in 15 minutes. So, he's still, he's a great choice for you at wing fullback on the bench, or if you can get away with him as 18th man, you're laughing. Uh the issue is the Tigers suck at the moment and they're going, what's wrong with the team? And the commentators were going, oh, what's different between the, this week and when they, you know, beat the Broncos? And the answer is Jackson Hastings, mm-hmm. right? He yep. was he was running that side. He was playing 13, but he's really playing first ball receiver, second receiver, dummy half. He was just yelling at everyone to be at the right spots, right? He was coaching that team as they played. And now that he's out, they just looked a lot Softer, so I think they move Joe off and Gowie back into the middle might stiffen them up a little bit. And speaking you know, of that, oh, sorry, Mitch. you called that early, Stu. Uh, you know, what you've said there resonates for when Jackson Hastings picked up that foot injury. Once he picked up that foot injury, he hasn't been quite the same player. 
uh, or the Tigers weren't quite like the same team after that. Yeah, not not. There was that little about... run where they won two or three games and then picked up the foot injury and Madge's career at the Tigers was over. So I think you've got your finger on the pulse of the Tigers there. Oh, for sure. And then they won a couple in a row, right? Where yep. where they you know or they came they came within a point of beating the Cowboys. They should have won, and then they beat the Broncos the following week. Much better team with him in there, and now he's out for the season. It's such a shame. So he he is a buy next year if he's playing at thirteen, right? Uh, Jackson Hastings just to the fact that he they they won't let him off the park. Yeah, uh, and he'll have a bit of a durability concern, but we'll get to that next year. Oh, he probably he might avoid the uh, three man hip drop. But anyway, moving on. Uh, next one, uh, Joe Offengawi. I'm just putting him in here because at 13, he looks very, very good. And so obviously we couldn't predict the Hastings injury, but he is, just by the look of this, he's averaging high 50s, low 60s in the lock position. So, and he will play big minutes in this team. I'm having a look at this bench, right? He played very big minutes, which means that his ceiling is, what, 80? Absolutely. So uh, he's a guy, if, you, uh, if you're looking for that point, if you've already got Cam Murray, so, so just say you've got some money, you've got some um, tarpany money, or you know, you're looking to spend your war chest this week, upgrade a couple of guys, trade one down, trade one up. He, and you've already got Cam Murray and Isaiah Papali'i, he is a very good choice for me. Guys, would you agree with that or disagree because it's the Tigers? What would you say? I'd lean yo first, personally. Okay. Mitch? Yep, I'm the same. I'd lean towards yo. Fair enough. I I wouldn't only just for the fact that uh, often Gary this year has proved a tackling machine and the Tigers have proved very adept at dropping the ball. So he's he ran for <laughs> last week. Made 44 tackles and ran 164 metres. You don't normally see those two stats together. No. So that's, that's a fair point. So, anyway, and they were dropping the ball like flies. Uh, anyway, and he got four offloads in there to hand. So, anyway. Uh, moving on with this one. Look, I've got the Sharks. I've said here by 12. I'm probably pushing that to 18. Uh, Mitch? Yeah, Sharks by a bunch. Uh, 30 plus. Excellent. Nick? Hey, you know, Sharks by 32. There you go. All right, so uh, that is the time of day. Like, I guess if you're a Sharks fan, show up for that one. Otherwise, grab some early dinner with your family. In the evening, continue that into a late dinner with family because the Broncos, yay, versus the Knights, not yay. Uh, everyone's saying the Knights are back. They are not back. They were just against a worse team. <laughs> so, Broncos, Mitch, what's happening? So, for the Broncos, we have... Uh, Tamara Martin is back in the number one jersey with Tessie New dropping out. Yay. Franco Lee comes into the centres with Dean Mariner dropped out. Billy Walters has been named to start hooker with Jake Turpin returning on the bench. It's almost like they're going back to that team that was winning them games for a few weeks. <laughs> no, it's literally they're just going back to Mari Martin. Like they looked their best with that, right? Yep. Franco Lee did yep. pretty well. And he, he's nice and steady at the back to Mari Martin. Then he can be a good ball player sort of two to three men out uh, on the fringes 20 metres out from the line yep and Billy Walters uh, had, look I can't say too much wrong about him like playing that 50 minute role uh, no he's looked good all year yep and Knights Nick what's doing 
Mate, plenty of force changes for the Knights. Adam Clune replaces Jake Clifford is injured. Uh, David Clement returns from the club and imposed suspension um, for the trainer having a sook. Uh, Mitch Barnett, as we said, was injured. Matt Croker is named at lock. Um, Jacob Safidi has been named, but he'll need to pass his concussion protocols. Edric Lee has been named in reserves as he looks to come back from that foot injury. And Kurt Mann, with that quad, he's nowhere to be seen. So they are just injury plague, these poor Knights fans. So, uh, um, I'll, I'll, Stuart, what? I'll, I'll correct one thing real quick, mate. Uh, apparently, David Clemmer, it wasn't the trainer who had a sook. Apparently, HR took it up on his behalf without him ever saying anything. Oh, well, there you go. Yep, apparently it's it's corporate again. Corporate is not understanding the playing team. So there you go. Moving on. Uh, sorry, Nick, I interrupted you there. No, you're good, mate. I was just going to let you kick off with uh, a spicy, spicy choice this oh, week, mate. We've been spicy. Okay, this one has so much spice on it. I really like it. Point four percent ownership, ladies and gentlemen. Point four percent. Jaden Braley, sixty points last week. Forty break even. Six hundred nine k. Sneaky option to get off Marnie for those hating the ride with the return of good scores. So he got a 55 the week before. He got 60 this week. So it looks like that couple of weeks of getting back to match fitness that Mitch indicated would be likely. It looks like Jaden Braley is just about there. Then there is no reserve hooker. There's no there's no one even who can play dummy half in this team, right? If Jaden Braley goes down again, they're just going to have to, what, concede. So... <laughs> Uh, or uh, yeah, I play play Phoenix Croslin, which you may as well concede. Uh, so guys, <laughs> <laughs> so look, not a one-off occurrence. Uh, so for me, six hundred nine k. Would you take him over Watson or other players yes. at a similar price for your backup hooker? Yes, 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 a thousand times yes. As a money owner, I would love to trade it if I had the trades. Excellent, uh, Mitch. I'm seriously considering it. Yep. Me too. Like, I'm sick of the money, right? And so I might be hopping onto the Jaden Braley train because he did me well last year. The Knights looked better with him. I thought Braley looked a little bit tired towards the end of the game. I still think his match fitness isn't quite there. But the Knights, I thought for the, the, the first 45, 50 minutes with him there, looked great. For sure. And, yeah, look, it. I can imagine his fitness isn't 100% there. But, yeah, he certainly looked pretty good. Um. I'm just I'm just trying to bring up whether he actually played the full minutes in there. Anyway, I'll come back to that. Mitch Payne Haas, what's doing? Look, not much. Payne Haas, uh, 54 points in that last game with a team that was getting absolutely smashed. Um, I would say to you that you know what we said a number of weeks ago with Payne Haas on that that 80 point score following his rest from that AC joint injuries affirms that Payne Haas is the man. And if you have him, hold him. And if you don't he wouldn't be a terrible option to get into your team because he's still pretty pretty reasonably priced. I think he currently sits at 740k, so I'd consider that a bargain. We know Payne is a mid-60-point-a-game player, and uh, the Broncos need to make a bit of a push to get to the finals. They've dropped a couple of games, and uh, I'm sure they would like to finish in the top four if they could, so I'd expect Payne to, to perform pretty well over the next four weeks, and he looks fairly injury-free. Oh, for sure. And look, the, this is not possibly his most favoured matchup because they got Clamour, Daniel Saifidi, Frizzell, uh, Jacob Saifidi in there. But if he gets a bit of a run at some of these guys like Matt Croker, watch out. Like he, I wouldn't call him captaincy this week, but he's certainly a guy you want to own. 
because he only gets about two tries a year and I'm, I'm smelling one here. Uh, Nick, what are we looking at with uh, Adam Reynolds? Well, I just think he's a bit of a pot option, just a tick under 700K because um, he could rack up a few goals against the Knights. Um, we know when the Broncos are on, he can really uh, tune up some sides. Um, and they have the Dragons around 25. So um, I'd find the cash for Munster, like, to be clear. It's just if you're looking for something a bit different, I can understand the thinking behind it. Um, oh, you, you the might other one the cash just simply due to the fact that there's a 100K difference. So if you're, if you, like... He's probably the. Would you take him or would you take Dylan Brown? Considering that yeah, Moses, Dylan Brown. Considering that Moses could be back as soon as round what well, next round. Oh, flip a coin then. Um, if you, I don't know, flip a coin. Fair in enough. that case, if if you said Moses gone the year, I'd definitely go Dylan Brown. But in that case, yeah, because I I really do think rounds is just going to go ham on the Dragons. I can just see some sort of bloodbath. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Tyson Frizzell, guys, I probably talk about him every single week. He's still cheap, in my opinion, if you're short on catch for a bench edge. But as we mentioned, there's better options out there realistically because you've got Nat Butcher and Josh Curran as other options. So don't bother with Frizzell unless you're in love with him like I am. So um, I've got the Broncos by 18, guys. Stu, what have you got, mate? I've got them by 8. They looked a little bit stiffer than Knights. Though, again, against the Tigers, I'm not sure whether that was any true indication. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you don't. You just you, you can't tell, right? I don't know whether the Knights are any good or not or the Tigers are that bad. They've been involved in every terrible game this year, along with the Titans. Uh, mm. they, they are the Titans. They've been the... Yeah, that's why the second, last, and last, I guess. Mitch, what have you got them as? Uh, Broncos by 10, mate. I think they should get the job done. But yes. not as convincingly as they should. Dav have like, good. I'm married. Um, okay. Uh, I, I seriously think that uh, losing Paddy Carrigan will hurt. Um, all right. Then we get to the Sunday games. We had the Raiders at home versus the Dragons. Ninth versus 11th with finals on the line. So uh, with the Raiders, big news. Uh, Joe Tarpin is out. Emre Gula starting. Corey Horsborough is back on the bench and Xavier Savage returns the injury for, at fullback with Albert Hopawade shifted to the wing for suspended Nick Kotrick um, look Albert Hopawade's look good but really there's better cash down options which we have talked about earlier in the podcast uh, anyway oh wait we've got to go to the Dragons team uh, Mitch what's happening with the Dragons doesn't matter uh, so oh, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. It's completely fantasy irrelevant anyway. Can we just skip it? You're like... <laughs> oh, I'll go through it for completeness. Tarek Sims is out. <laughs> ended with Josh Maguire coming into the back row. Uh, Tyrell Fumona joins the bench. Billy Burns also comes into the pine. <laughs> Michael Molo starts at lock. I don't hate that. Gross. With brother uh, France. Francis dropping out. Oh, oh my god! He Full must be injured because he's, he's nowhere in the twenty-one. He must. Yeah, be yeah. Francis Smiley's oh. injured. Injured. He's, oh, okay, he's so that wasn't put in the casual board. Okay, sorry, guys. And fullback Cody Ramsey is listed amongst the reserves as he bids to return from a knee injury. Um, nothing good to say about that. Let's move on. Uh, Stu, who do you have at fifteen? I don't want to talk about it, Stu. I'm just going to get angry. <laughs> well, I'm seeing to be playing Jackson Ford, Jaden Hunt. Anyone? 
Okay, I was on. hoping that that would be the hook farewell game and yet still he's our coach. So, you know, uh, I, I've been calling for his head since before the start of the season. That's true. Look, I have Adam Elliott because with the news that Joe Tappany is injured, right, and won't come back as a 100%, he still comes as a solid lock for me. 56 points, 61 break even, 65 minutes. So he continues to put out good scores and will get more of a role with Tappany injured. He'll probably gain about five of those minutes with uh, someone like uh, Sutton to gain another five and... Papali, Josh Papali, as soon as he isn't as washed as we thought that he was earlier in the year, probably getting another five. So, at least for the next couple of weeks. So, yes, and I've got LOL the Dragons because I'm not sure that there's any fantasy relevance left in this side, even in the shredded careers of Zach Lomas and Jack Bird. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm serious. I, I'm not... Yeah, you're right. You're spot I, on, mate. I'm frustrated as because they... Sh- yeah, it's almost like you're not even a fan, mate. It's well, you just I just hate watching the games because it's crap. That's all, and I'll, I'll watch it, but I won't. <laughs> I won't love it. <laughs> so, Nick, what what about you, mate? Mate, I've just got a spicy one. Uh, Hudson Young, it, avid listeners of the podcast know I've had an infatuation since January. Um, doing the write up on him. He's a bit inconsistent, but he has the absolute highest ceiling um, as far as edges goes. Serious pod, only 1% of the top 100 have him. So if you pick him up and uh, they've got a really soft run home of the Dragons, Knights, Seagulls and Tigers. So um, if you're looking to take advantage of a desperate team that wants to win against some bad teams, I think the Raiders are the only team in the comp that really uh, suit that profile when you're looking at other edges in that 700k sean lane um i know he's been phenomenal mm. but uh i don't necessarily trust him um kill climate pardon he's got that stiff run coming up too less less offloads into space mm, but potentially potentially uh kill climate uh he's awesome but um i don't love him uh, really, Jeremiah Nana, I think he's overpriced. Ryan Madison, he's an injury waiting to happen. And Hamali Olaquart and David Feta are probably your only other two guys that you could say have the same sort of upside as Hudson Young uh, on his day. So it's just something to consider. Look, I'd probably recommend David Feta over Hudson Young just based on pedigree. But um, if you're just looking for something a bit different uh, to win your head to head, I would look at that. For sure. And look, uh, I would definitely pick Fafida because uh, I'm looking at Olaquado. He got... Uh, I'm excluding that game where he was basically injured, but they had no players versus the Dragons, right? Yep. So, oh, actually, I'm happy to look here. So, he got the 60... He got two scores of 60-odd with tries, right? And the 44 last... Sorry, the 40 that he got last week versus the Eels with no try. That seems pretty... Standard for him without those attacking stats, sort of 30s, 40s. Whereas Fafida has been averaging 55 or so with no tries. He hasn't been scoring him this year. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, Fafida's probably the best uh, of the litter, but. I, I take know, Hudson. Fafida's got 21% of the top 100, you know? That's true. Oh, look, Hudson Young looks really good, and when he does get those tries. He, he, he's got a lot of base stats in there. Like, I'm looking at his score last week, 63 versus the Panthers, right, in the team where they got toweled up 
almost no negatives, no attacking stats, 63. I like that a lot. And I test, he's been throwing like stupid flick passes, offloads, no lookers. Like it's just, I don't know if he's just coming into the right time of the year for him because um, he was highly inconsistent earlier in the year with, you know, crap scores like 25 and that sort of rubbish. But no, I think he's uh, really finding awesome form at the moment. For sure. No, I, I definitely, I like that as a pod option. If you've got to come in this week with some spicy stuff to beat your opponent, heads up Nick and Mitch, then yeah, <laughs> give it a run. All right. Uh, so guys. I might, I might have to put my money where my mouth is to be honest. Yeah, like, you got it, mate. After all week. this year. Now look, I've just said the Dragons by two just to laugh because that would, uh, I don't know what Ricky would say because he won't be at the press conference. So, <laughs> especially if it's some sort of last minute penalty, which gives them the win. Uh, so I'll say by two. Uh, Mitch, what have you got? Unless, you know, the Raiders drop two bombs and Jack and falls on them, I can't see the Dragons being able to win. So Raiders by 12. Excellent. Uh, Nick? Yeah, I got the Raiders by eight. Excellent. Okay, let's get the last game of the round. Uh, time to wash your car, 4 p.m. Uh, Titans at home versus Seagulls. Uh, so Titans, Aaron Clark, well, with that injury to Aaron Booth, Aaron Clark's back at hooker. Sad for him, uh, cause he's looked really good at 13. Uh, Isaac Liu comes into lock. I uh, bet he wishes he was back at the Roosters. Tanner Boyd's at halfback with Toby Sexton still in the reserves. Patrick Herbert returns to the injury in the wing with Greg Marzu for some reason shifting to the bench. I don't know, I guess he's a pretty big dude. He could play middle. Um... <laughs> Apart from that, uh, what's happening with the Seagulls, Mitch? Uh, so we've got Toafua Sipley returns to the starting prop at, with Taniel Paseka out with a knee injury. Josh Aloe returns from a knee injury on the bench with Sean Kepi still sidelined. Kieran Foran has been named at 5'8". I'm sure you'll be happy to see that, Nick, despite suffering a hamstring injury against the Eels. There you go. All right. Well, look, let me kick us off real quick. Ruben Garrick got a 37 last week. So he got up to 750k at one point. Garrick is down to 635k. So if you didn't sell at the peak, it's probably worth holding Garrick as the Seagulls have a very easy next four games. And Garrick benefits from those games enormously because he's a very active player. He's on the end of a lot of receiving the ball. And he kicks goals. So And there aren't very many fullbacks which have that level of effort, fitness, and attitude. In fact, I'm not sure at the moment. Guffo. So, oh, yeah, Guffo. Yeah, that's it. Okay, fair yep. enough. Guffo's the only other one, which is why we're high on Guffo, right? Yep. So uh, just having a look at the Seagulls, like just to state again for the people at home, their next four, Titans, Sharks, which is a toughie, Raiders, and Bulldogs. The Raiders could have put in the queue in the rack by then. Who knows? So, they might have, but I don't think the Bulldogs will. No, that's true. They're playing for next year, but at least there'll be some points in them, as we saw last week versus the Cowboys. So, And Garrick will be on the end of some of those points. So, yep, he's a guy I would just say hold. Uh, yep, agreed. Mitch, we just talked about David Fafita before. What are we looking at? Mate, he's looking pretty good. 54 points, 47 break even, uh, and sitting at 670K, another 50-point score, and I do think he's worth a proper look. He has a half-decent um, half in uh, Tanner Boyd. Much, much better than Toby Sixton, who stinks. And I said it at the start of the season, and I was right. He stinks. Right. He stinks. You know, just like in that Simpsons episode, he stinks. He stinks. He does stinks. 
He, he ain't no Nathan Cleary. That's all I'll say. So, Fafita's benefiting <laughs> off that. And uh, look, I have him on my squad. So, need I say more? I think, you know, we're not going to see 2021 David Fafita, but we won't see Toby Sexton David Fafita either. That's it. Well, apparently, he used to play outside of Tanner Boyd at school, uh, school level. So, yep. Yeah, and I think yeah. you said that last week, and it definitely shows. It does. They look better already, the Titans. They didn't look great, but they look better. Um,. They're still going to probably win the spoon, though. Uh, all right, what's happening uh, with DCE, Nick? Mate, he's just in a, a bit of a lull at the moment. He's averaging three in his last, a uh, fifty in his last three games, but hopefully he should bounce back. Um, I just resist resist captaining him uh, for sake for options like Hines or Murray. Uh, Gerbo, guys, he's just another option in that mid five hundreds as a. Theoretical 50-point play, you know, 40 tackles, 100 running metres kind of guy sitting on your bench if you're desperate for a mid. We've already found other better options. So, um, yeah, there's not really much meat on that bone, to be honest. So, no. shouldn't have even brought him up. Um, I've got the Seagulls by eight. What have you got, Mitch? Uh, 18 for the Seagulls, mate. I think they'll win this comfortably. You? Uh, look, I've got the Seagulls by 16. Yeah, I reckon they'll, they'll do it pretty well. They, they've got points in them when their teams are soft mm. on the edges. And the Titans have just had a revolving door out wide. I'm having a look outside. So, so F- Jojo Fafita has looked very good. He's a first-grade player, right? But yep. Philip, Sammy, and Brian Kelly, they've been dropped in and out of this team, right? As is Patrick Herbert. I think Sammy's been more injured than dropped, but Kelly's definitely been dropped a couple of times. Yep. Patrick Herbert's been in and out too. Uh, so look, Corey Thompson has played at times. Greg Marzu's played at times. Like everyone's basically had to go except Jared Wallace out wide. So anyway, moving on. Uh, so look, that's the end of the round. So let's get to the very interesting captain, my captain for head to head finals round. So guys, am I correct here in that we all have Hines as our number one choice for captain this week versus the Tigers? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's the soft game of the week, I guess is what I would call that one, because there's not many good captain choices with soft games. And he's the one. All right, now, vice-captain. Mitch, who have you got? I've got Cameron Murray. Excellent. Look, uh, so you reckon that he'll have a have a decent game versus Parramatta? I guess there'll be plenty of ball up the middle. Mate, he plays good no matter what. He's proven that all damn year. That's true. I wish I had him round one. Oh, no, he was injured round one, so I guess that's why I didn't. Uh, Nick, who have you got? Oh, same, mate. Cam, Cam Murray. Can't go past him. That's it. And look, I'm putting Cam Munster in there. As yeah, I, I like that. All the play will go through him this week. Uh, as a relatively safe bet, he'll get plenty of options. They won't get goal kicking. Neither does Murray, I guess. Uh, pod option, guys, there. I've actually put Cam Murray as my pod option. So if you, if you want to actually run him as a captain and try and make up some points, though... I know this week it'd be hard to pass Nico. Even with Braden Trindle kicking a little bit more, I'm still struggling to pass Nico Hines. Who have you guys got as your pod captain, Smitch? I've got Isaiah. Uh... Nick? Mate, you keep asking Mitch first when I wrote mine down first. And Mitch has just copied me as I, yo. Oh, mate, I just love to troll you with this sort of thing, man. I just love it so much. Okay, and Mitch, mate, you've got to have someone different for your, for your spicy choice, mate. Who have you? Nah, Nick, who, who did you choose for your spicy choice? Mate, Birdo. Um, who are they versing the Warriors this week? Warriors. So I'm sort of thinking he could just go stupid big if uh, they just capitulate. Um, which I'm not thinking will happen, but it could happen for sure. Oh, 
and you look at them, they're, they're playing for next year. You look at Burton, they're almost like they're on a training park with some of those kicks through for um, Adokar or Karaz. Mm. Like mm-hmm. it looks like they're just they're just training up for next year by trying these out, and they're just they yeah, they're, they're playing very freely. Like they don't have the same sort of pressure that was weighing them down at the beginning of the season. So no, yeah, they're not trying to play like the Panthers without being having the team that the Panthers <laughs> without having only only having one Panther in their side. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, Wait, does uh, does TBJ count as a Panther in their eyes? Because he played like three games for them or something. <laughs> All right, uh, Mitch, who have you got? I've got Matt Burton as well, mate, and. Uh... You know, I did copy Nick, but I did I did agree with all the picks he had. But <laughs> I'm actually I, I'm sorely tempted to put Matt Burton as my captain this week against Nick, just 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 to keep it interesting. Oh, Nico Hines versus the Tigers, man. Matt Burton. Yeah, it's the biggest layup. Nah, Nico Hines is such a layup. Yeah, just versus the Tigers. It's just what if the they take the foot off the pedal though? Then you've just you then you get the exact same score as Nick. I guess if you need the extra points, then that's fine. But I think I'm slated to beat him at the moment, actually. Yeah, that's it. Well, if you're the front runner, play the front runner. Just make sure he's got no uh, looping action happening because sometimes they do that. Check his team. Don't tell him. That's why you've got the better thing is because he's only got 16 valid players in your matchup. Uh... Anyway, so yes, I think you're in trouble, Mitch. You might need to go with the pod. I've actually got Ken Munster. (laughs) If you're actually looking for a spicy, so I've got... Because your vice captain is really like a safe choice. So look, Murray's good there. But he's actually good as a like pod choice. Is really like, I've got to go outside the field. I've got to make up some ranks. Cam Murray could go absolutely ham versus uh, Parramatta because he just looks so good this year. And if it's a tight game, he will play long minutes and he plays tough. He doesn't go down easily. But the other guy I've got, if you're spicy, if you really need to go to the fridge, Cam Munster. It is against the Panthers. And that is a really tough so What What did you say, Stu? If you really need to go to the fridge... Yep. That's what does that even mean? Like, if you're hungry or something? <laughs> I, if, if, mate, if you go, you, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, it's like, hey, there, I need a drink of water uh, or I need something. It's like, you don't just want to go to the bathroom, drink out of the tap. You've got to go all the way down the fridge. You've got to go the extra mile. Never done that, dude. Never. <laughs> you're a tap drinker. I got you, bro. But anyway, the, I would say is that he, he's guy, if you absolutely, you know, have to go all that to try and find a guy he's it to the fridge so, <laughs> I, I could be convinced there Burton versus the Warriors is very tempting like another I'm guy tempted could... man I need something like left field here man we'll do Go it left field I've just checked his no, I've checked Nick's team it's pretty gross I don't think I can beat it so it's absolutely any, um, do Birdo any uh, do Birdo hope that Hines gets gets smacked any love for iPappy guys this week again Kind Not of the against... same love, amount of love that you have for Murray. He plays exactly the same tough, but the he's up against. Do you know what those edge? He, he could terrorize Lachlan Ilias. Who's he? Uh, what mm. side? What side does he right. play? It's a right edge. Yeah, I think Ilias defends on the the right edge as well, so they don't match up, do they? No, so he plays on the right. No, he'll be. So up he's up against the angriest man ever. Yeah, the salt world saltiest man. Uh, I'm trying to think who else plays out there next to him. Not Kalama uh, Tangi. Is it Isaiah Tass? Yep. Because uh, they put Campbell Graham Isaiah out Tass. next to Elias, didn't they? Except he's not Campbell. playing. Yeah. And who's the edge forward that he'd be up against? 
Must be Arrow. Arrow, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'm not I don't know. That's it. a good defensive. Okay, yeah, okay. Let, let's ditch that. Yep, sorry. Yeah. And James Tedesco, who's our other option, is up against the Cowboys. So, again, still not loving it. Harry Grant's up against the Panthers. I, I do like Yo. Yo averages 67 without Cleary when he plays a full 80. 67. That's true, I, th- and I think. Get a lot of ball. Pretty nice. But then that's just like a walk of the park for Nico Hines. That really. is, so that we'll is that's Nico Hines, Hines without any attacking stats, literally. Yep. Against the Tigers. He's averaged, he's averaged 70 for the year, Nico Hines. Just yeah. don't overthink it, guys. That's it. Don't overthink it. Go Nico Hines. And if you have to go to the fridge, I will say go to Matt Burton, right? You got to go down there, get the milk, <laughs> go to sleep, get a bit of roast chicken out, right? Matt Burton <laughs> is the man. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, look, trades this week. Look, I've got none because uh, I've got the week off for most of my head-to-head and I've got 20 out of my 21 fit. I might go for uh, Braley, but I reckon I can wait a week on him. Mitch, what have you got? It depends on what Nick does. I'm going to go Barnett to either Yo or Money. And I've got another spicy trade up my sleeve, which I'm not telling Nick because I don't want him to know about it. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll send that one through to me, mate, because I'll, I'll have a bit of a chuckle at that one. Uh, all right, Nick, what have you got? I'm thinking um, uh, Mitch Barnett to Hudson Young, potentially. Oh, please do that. And then I'm thinking um, Xavier Savage, I think, to Nat Butcher. So that just oh, shores up everything. some forward. It's just some forwards, you know, just high upside forwards. I'm For thinking, sure. but... Um, oh, it's, it's a great trade there, too. Hmm. Now, we'll now, see. We'll see. It's tough because you, I want to bring in Yo, to be honest, but then, you know, there's only so much money you can sort of spin around the trees. So, yeah. That's it. Anyway. All right. Uh, cool. So, moving on. Uh, so, is uh, Tamalola a keeper with quarterback? I think we're getting, we're getting no. questions to the people. So, Tomo Cooper Cuthbert says but if you only have like two trades left, I think just hold on to Lolo, right? Like don't yeah, yeah. make a luxury trade by getting rid of him. That's true. Yep. If you're down, yeah, f- what, four or less, right? Hold him. Yeah. Otherwise, I think so- if you're four, you could do it. If you have three, I wouldn't, if that makes sense. True. Makes sense. Okay. Next one. Uh, is Timmy Maltzen doing the show this week from Adrian Buttery? Uh, no. Uh, next up. Uh <laughs> Gus Bro. Mitch, it's this one's to you, Mitch. Dust Toe, yep. Harris look busted to you. Scoring okay, but doesn't seem a hundred percent out there. Uh short answer is no, he's not busted. It just takes time to come back from those ACL injuries and Toy's a big minute player. I think we'll see the best of him in twenty twenty three. So, you know, he hasn't come back quite as well as I would like, but I've said it many, many times on the podcast, guys. It's 12 months for an ACL minimum, and usually we don't see their best performance till the year after. They rush them back in the NRL because they're an asset and they're worth money and they can do it. But, you know, generally speaking, they might crack out the fantasy points, but from an absolute performance standpoint, they're never quite the same. So I think he'll be quite okay in 2023, and he'll just, you know, eke out points mostly because this Warriors team sucks. Yeah, I would also say last week they were getting pumped by the Rabbits, so he's doing a lot of running. He's playing prop. So he's doing a lot of work. He's tackling the biggest boys out there and the uh, the Rabbitohs have a big pack. And yeah, he would have been gassed, right? Yep. He just looks a little bit off the pace, but who wouldn't be with nine months off? So, you know, give him an off season, he'll be okay. Yeah, he, he ran six times for 61 metres because they didn't have the ball 
right? He made 44 tackles, right? For And one tackle break and only four missed tackles, which considering how badly they were getting absolutely tuned up, I don't mind so much. So it's only because the bunnies took their foot off the accelerator that they didn't score a thousand. Mm. All right. Uh, Billy Eketon with two trades left. Should I trade Hughes to Mitchell? I'm guessing Latrell Mitchell. Oof. No. Find something better. Come on, guys. What's a better trade? Because Latrell's no, risky with the stretch home. That's risky. So That's he must up. have he must have 720k. I'd get Dwayne here before I got him. I'd get he Burton before I got him. him. Probably assuming he has uh, him. Like they're pretty uh, yeah, popular I, choices. I, yeah, I get him. Rayleigh, Isaiah, Isaiah Yo, uh, Cameron Munster. Uh, Did gosh, you get, what, what about Ruben Cotter, guys? Yes. Uh, no, no. I, th- I think one more week for Ruben, personally. Uh, but you could, you could. That's better than Latrell. Latrell's really risky. It's really risky. Yeah. I've got him. Dylan Brown, there's another one. That's true. And if he needs a wing fullback, I'm having a look through the mitt. Uh, yeah, two trades left. So he's got to make... Hudson Young. Oh, who, did someone just say Hudson Young? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to lose your head-to-head final. I gouge someone. Please make that trade. Oh, Please. No. I might have a chance if he does that. Oh, I think yeah. it's locked in. No, I think I locked it in. Done. Okay, uh, let, let's... Uh, if he doesn't do it, then it's a nude run. That's it. Done. That's it, Nick. Okay, so, so you're in for the nudie run now if you don't do it. Okay, and Elias Grant. Question for the pod. So he's going, how's it going, boys? Loving the pod every week. So thank you, Elias. We appreciate that. He is Cher Brothers in Nick's league. And GG Bunnies in the league is his wife's team. And who's been helping him put together, but she just beat him. So he's saying that uh, his wife just towed him up in the first week of finals. Mate, you've done too well. You've flown too close to the sun. So his question is, do I stop helping you with a team or is it too late? Because I think I've helped them make a better team than mine. What do I do? I, I think, Stu, I think Nick has to answer this question because he's done something similar. <laughs> and, and, and to the point where his wife got the year's <laughs> suspension from the league because she didn't play. Oh, mate. Mate, someone, I can hear someone salty uh, across the mic in my ears at the moment. I don't know which one it is between the two of you. But um, no, keep keep going, mate. Uh, winning's winning and um, let everyone else uh, cop it. And uh, that's coming from someone who's in the league as well. And I'll probably end up losing to one of you. So uh, keep I, going, mate. I will say, Elias, learn from this, which is you probably played with her team less than yours, right? You, yep. you sort of made the safer trades or the... The more, the less risky trades, the safer trades, the more money ball trades with her side. And that's why you lost last week because she had more trades in the bank and probably had a safer team. And if you're playing head to head, that's a great option to have, right? Yep. So play the percentages. I think that just for fantasy in general, I know I've been a victim of that to myself this year. I've gone for too many Hail Marys and sometimes it's just easy to not do anything and better. That's it. Oh, look, yep. like my mum beats Nick this week and she's still got, I think, eight, nine trades, something, no. some ridiculous number. No, I'm not joking. Oh, my wow. gosh. That's it's, that's just really good play. That's filth. It's filth. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, look, that's that's it. Were there any more, Nick? Did we get any final ones coming? No, I think, I think that's it, mate. Excellent. Well, look, guys, uh, Mitch, I know that you've already left it all on the field. Nick, did you leave anything <laughs> in the tank? 
Mate, I, I don't know. I'm pretty ready for bed now, eh? I'm, I'm cooked, mate. Cooked. So did you leave it all out in the field? No, I didn't have anything in the tank to begin with, to be honest. So, yeah. Yeah. Imagine if someone came off the field and it's like, yeah, sorry, I didn't have much in the tank today. <laughs> so I didn't give it my 100%. Sorry, Coach. Hey, yeah, ask, I know I was walking Joey back Johns. the line. Ask Joey Johns, like, after some of his benders, right? <laughs> like, he just... Oh, That's man. true, though. His 40% was better than half of, you know, the 90s NRL's 100%, so... That's and, it. Ima- imagine if he actually did was properly fit and in the head in the game all year. Goodness. Anyway. The Knights have a lot more than two premierships, that's for sure. They would. Uh, excellent. And look, I haven't left it alone on the field with that, so I've got something in reserve to uh, hit you guys with next week. Uh, whoever makes it through into the head-to-head. Anyway, look, guys, uh, thank you very much. Thank you for the listeners at home. Uh, thank you for continuing to uh, listen in each week, to like the posts, to uh, encourage us to continue doing what we're doing. We understand we'll lose a few of you as the year goes on and you know you run out of trades or drop out of your head-to-head leagues. So if uh, if this is the last time we speak to you, all the rest, best until next year. We'll come back bigger and stronger. We've got good plans in the works. Um, Are we going to bring back Michael Sierra? Uh, I, I don't know. I might need a couple of new co-hosts if you guys keep on sliding in the ranks. Nah. Uh, we, yeah, we, pro- we probably need to bring bring one of the two back, won't we? Sierra 1 or Sierra 2? Yeah. Fight to the death. And- <laughs> Pro- probably, probably Sierra 2 because he's actually still in the comp, right? Whereas Sierra 1 got bundled out by the bot. Oh, he did, he did too. Although, and Sierra too, he, he cracked out the 1100 this week, which Big had score. me very, very worried. That's huge. That's it. If I if I didn't, yeah, if I made one wrong move last week with my trades, I was absolutely shot. Anyway, fortunately, Munster and Dylan Brand pulled it out for me. Anyway, uh, moving on. Thank you guys for listening at home. We will be back uh, early next year with our team reviews. We'll try and make them a bit more interesting. Maybe not start with the bottom of the ladder and, you know, mix up a little bit, go through the random team generator and we'll go from there. So anyway, uh, thank you everyone. Boom. This is the Boom or Bust podcast week 22 signing out.